from a testing professional perspective, how do I test those uh, AI system implementations? For example, the, the organizations are using chatbots, they are using AI, machine learning and NLP. I think testing implementation of those um, AI uh, tools into the products is going to be a key thing for us. Hello listeners, uh, welcome to our podcast on World Quality Report. In this episode, uh, we'll give you all a sneak review to our 10th edition of the report and uh, discuss the headlines for research findings. Uh, as many of you may already know, World Quality Report is the only report in the industry that analyzes the state of quality and testing and discuss the trends across multiple industry sectors and uh, we cover in about 32 plus countries. So this year we'll be launching uh, the report on September 17th. You can download the report from capgemini.com or worldqualityreport.com. You know, before my passion takes over, uh, let me start with a quick introduction. My name is Satish Natarajan. Uh, I'm a group vice president with Capgemini based out of Silicon Valley in San Francisco area. I- I'm responsible for leading our digital assurance and testing practice. Uh, it's a dairy market unit in Capgemini Americas. Also one of the contributing authors of World Quality Report uh, for five years now. Along with me on this podcast, we have Mark Bunen from Netherlands and Ajay Walgude from the UK. Uh, Mark, quick intro from you, please. Yes, uh, thank you, Satish. Uh, so my name is Mark Bunen from Netherlands. Uh, I'm the vice president and the global leader for digital assurance and testing practice uh, at Sojete Group, uh, which is part of Capgemini. Um, more than 21 years uh, international experience in software testing. Um, and I'm also happy that I've been the lead author of the World Quality Report since the last five years. All right. Thank you, Mark. Ajay, quick word from you. Yeah. Thank you, Satish. Hi, this is Ajay Valgude. Uh, I am the vice president and the testing leader for Capgemini Financial Services for UK and Europe. Um, I have over 19 years of experience in testing. Uh, I have been also associated with WQR as a lead author and a co-author for theme chapters in the past, and happy to be associated again this year as a lead author along with Mark. And you can also follow me on my Twitter handle, Ajay Wal, that is A-J-A-Y-W-A-L, as well as on my LinkedIn profile, Ajay Wal Gooday. All right, excellent. Uh, let's get started. Um, uh, again, you know, we've been doing this research and publishing the World Quality Report uh, for 10 years now. Uh, yes, this is our 10th anniversary, and uh, you know, I- I'm, I'm extremely thrilled reflect and compare contrast you know how things have evolved and changed in the last 10 years you know since our first edition in 2009 uh, now some background and demographics about the research uh, you know, we we cover about 32 countries 10 industry sectors and we survey and interview uh, about 1700 uh, professionals including cxos vps directors qa professionals you know, I, I personally think there is a new definition of success today uh, you know, customer obsession and digital happiness uh, is what the new definition of success is. And as a QA professional, I simply translate this to bringing more focus on quality and really understanding what the customer wants and delivering on it without any compromise at the right speed. Right. So, so Mark, from your perspective, what is happening in the market today? Yeah, what what we see happening in the market today, it, it is really a um, uh, a progressing of 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 um, trends that have been there for the last couple of years, and and mainly uh, the digital transformation has been a huge driver for a lot of changes in the IT business, and that also has I must say really dramatically changed the role of QA and testing in uh, in the IT 
operations. So QA testing, and we have seen it over the past couple of years in the world credit report, QA testing is really evolving from, you might say, a mere technical validation and verification if a piece of software functions correctly or if uh, business requirements are being met to really to really checking if um, software, new software features, enhanced software features fully give value to the end consumer, uh, to the end customer, and the end user of the application. Um, so with that, the role of QA and testing has become uh, much more important. Also connected to the fact that um, with the you might say increased complexity and increased integration of the the, the, the IT architecture, uh, things have not become uh, less uh, less simple. It has become more complex. Integration is more complex. So the the challenges and the, um, uh, the risk of a failure going going viral is is immense. Excellent. Thank you, Mark. Uh, that's a very, very interesting perspective. Uh, so with that, uh, I, I'm going to jump to the second topic, uh, which is around Agile and DevOps and, and, and really what's happening to the TCY world. You know, so I, I think DevOps is all about quality at speed. Uh, right. So, so Ajay, what did we learn on this particular topic? So definitely an interesting shift uh, that we are seeing, Satish, on this one, right? Um, a, I think, we definitely are seeing a greater adoption of agile and continuous testing and DevOps. When we asked our survey respondents about the DevOps adoption, 99%, almost everyone said that they are using DevOps at least in some of some of their projects. So I think definitely an interesting trend that we are seeing. Uh, another interesting data point that we saw was when we asked that who's doing testing in your agile teams, 45% of the respondent indicated that every team member of their agile team is doing testing right now. So clearly, quality is everybody's responsibility. While we are moving quality at speed, uh, I think everybody's trying to do um, the testing, and then everybody's kind of responsible for doing testing at this point in time. Uh, we also see, because of adoption of Agile and DevOps, uh, there is a fragmentation of QA effort. Uh, that, that basically, there is no centralized uh, testing anymore, but there is only a centralized community of practitioners. Uh, that is giving more traction. I think a TCE or a test center of excellence is something that in the past we have seen really as uh, the way to go uh, for enterprises in order to, to achieve a highly efficient and cost-effective test operation. But now with Agile and the fact uh, that, that have what Agile is highlighting, that uh, decentralization, uh, integration of QA uh, in, in, in the teams becomes a kind of a mandatory way forward. Um, the, the adoption of TCOEs in the, in the traditional way does not really work anymore. So, so enterprises are really aiming to have testing, testing fully integrated in the, in the Agile teams. Um, however, uh, uh, still, uh, despite that fact, uh, there, there still is clearly a need to have some specialized QA roles uh, on the central level. And these, these are the, the specialized roles on the automation, uh, where we see that 21% of the organizations today say, well, test automation. That is something that we want to provide from the central level, and also new roles like uh, the software developer engineer for testing, uh, performance testers are are centralized by roughly twenty percent of the organization. And the reasons why they do that is that through the central organizations we can leverage better those niche skills, and we can also better leverage the best practices that um, pop up in uh, every individual uh, individual team. So there is a there is a there is a trend uh, a transition from the traditional test uh, center of excellence to a more nimble uh, uh, um, and, and and agile way of a way of working, but still with a thin layer of uh, of collaboration on a central level. 
Very interesting. Very interesting. So uh, what I heard both of you say is that, you know, speed is king. Uh, but at the same time, you know, quality at speed is very important you know, because the ultimately end user experience uh, matters the most. And on the TCOE aspect, uh, the shift is very interesting in terms of how the testing departments are organized, uh, you know, especially to drive agility in this new paradigm. So, so that's uh, the, the quick summary on that topic. Um, so I'll shift gears to uh, the third topic, uh, which I'm pretty sure uh, a lot of the listeners are, are looking forward to, uh, which is around automation. Uh, Ajay, how is automation different today? Yeah, as, as Satish, you rightly said, the, the, the goal has shifted, right? I think the, the objective of automation has also changed. Uh, if you look at the server response, we clearly see that there is less focus on shorting testing cycle times as the focus of the automation is, but it's more about more coverage and effective use of test cases. That kind of goes back to the customer centricity and the focus on customer experience. Now, this this also talks about quality at speed, right? Uh, another thing that we are exp- experiencing is the the traditional way of doing automation. I think the focus is changing from that. People are extending the automation, not for traditionally test execution, but also test design automation using techniques like model-based testing. It's, it's kind of gaining traction again. There's a lot of talk about uh, how we can do lifecycle automation that is combining the test data, test environment automation, along with this functional regression automation and test design automation. While all said and done, there's another concerning factor that we see in the report, which is about the overall automation percentage. And I think Mark has, has seen that trend over the last five years. So, so Mark, would you want to talk about, you know, why the automation percentage is still low? Yes. Um, so what we really see in, 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 over the past years, but also this year, again, it, is that the average level of automation, if you look to all activities in the testing space where automation can take place, from test management to test case generation to execution, um, but in all areas, the level of automation is really below 20%. Um, so that is, that's actually very, uh, very concerning. The, the fact that more than 80% of all test uh, activities are manual is, is really causing a, a big challenge for enterprises. And, and actually 43% of the enterprises today also put uh, a too slow testing uh, process um, uh, in the top three of, of, of one of the concerns and challenges for application development today. So while we need the speed uh, that Satish uh, has been talking about earlier and that you've been talking about earlier, the fact of life is that still uh, um, too much manual testing is not helping to achieve the speed that we want in application development. Um, a few of the key reasons that we also investigated in the report, uh, why is the automation level so low? Because it's not about technologies. Tools are out there for, 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 uh, uh, for, 15, for 15 years now. So the experience is there, the expertise is there. Uh, a plethora of tools is, is available. But what, what is actually the, the main challenge is that Organizations have a challenge to cope with um, the continuous and the fast rate of change of the applications for which they have created the automated test suites. So to keep the automated test suites uh, in, in, a, in a manageable and maintainable form. Um, and secondly, there's a really a huge issue with the environments and data, to have environments and data reliable and reproducible. Uh, uh, and that also causes, uh, for a lot of enterprises, failure of test automation. So uh, environment and data is also a topic that we that we will dive in uh, later in more detail, I think. Uh, but that is a huge issue, and it's um, well, it's common to the service already with the automation issues. Okay, okay. So uh, I'm going to switch to the fourth topic, uh, which is around cost. Right. So, so I think that the, the way I look at it, there's a dual budgeting model that is out there. You know, one is a back office 
or non-customer facing applications where the focus is more on reducing the cost and being lean and uh, there is a systems of integration or, or digital properties where the focus is more on speed and agility and has an impact on cost I, I know the, the big part of the IT budget today is spent on uh, new technologies and innovation you know this actually needs a very serious focus and good percentage of money set aside for testing to ensure the ROI is delivered back to the business uh, mark what did we learn on this particular topic you know around cost and budgets yeah what we what we this is this is a recurring topic and what we uh, what we have been seeing what we've been asking for for many years now is is what is the proportion of IT budget that organizations on average spend on QA and testing uh, and that includes everything that includes resources uh, the infrastructure uh, and the hardware that you need for for QA testing um, and while we know that nobody might uh, you might say uh, uh, exactly into the last penny measure uh, measure that cost but what we have seen uh, as a trend is uh, a couple of years ago, uh, the, the QA testing proportion from uh, uh, from the total IT budget was rising from 18% to 25% and even beyond to, to, to above 30%, which was very concerning because it's uh, showing that cost, control, uh, cost is not in control uh, when, you talk, when you think about the QA testing portion. Um, luckily, we see the last couple of years there's a more kind of a stabilization around the 26%, and that that, that, that seems a healthy uh, a healthy figure. But the um, the respondents are not confident that this that this will stay that way because it's there's still a lot of changes coming towards us. There's a lot of investment needed. Uh, so still, there is a fear that we might go back to the uh, to the 30s, which which would be a bad thing in my view. Um, what we also have seen over the past five years is, is, is there's a kind of shift of what are the main cost drivers for QA and testing. It has, uh, the cost of resources actually uh, has dropped from 35% to 26% in the last five years, whereas actually the cost for hardware, so again, the environment, uh, uh, the environment and infrastructure cost, is really driving, uh, 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 is the main cost driver for QA and testing. And that, that has grown from 33% to 44%. Okay. Year. So with that, uh, <clears throat> I, I want to move to the fifth, uh, you know, theme, you know, which is around environments and data. You know, I remember this was a challenge in our first report in two thousand nine, uh, right? And it continues to be a challenge today. You know, I, I think it's a significant area of disruption uh, and an opportunity, you know, for testing today. Uh, but the good news is there are some very sophisticated solutions out there, you know, to, to leverage both on the environment side and also on the data side. Uh, Ajay, what is the industry telling us uh, you know, on this particular uh, focus? Uh, so, Sadish, as you rightly said, uh, environment and data is still the number one challenge. I think when we asked about uh, what's your number one challenge for applying testing in the agile development world, I think test and test environment and data was the number one challenge that really came out. Uh, in, in fact, that's one of the reasons also for the slowness of automation. I think that's number two challenge besides the tooling and technology challenge that people talked about. Uh, I agree. There are there are uh, there are very interesting solutions that people are adopting to uh, be it data virtualization, environment virtualization, moving out to clouds. I think there's there's a better adoption of clouds compared to last few years that we are really seeing. Uh, people are using containerization techniques to um, you know spun up the environments and destroy them as and then with the required. I, I think one very clearly trend that we are seeing is that is improving, but still the number one challenge that we need to look at. Uh, these these disruptive solutions, I think, would help uh, mature more as we kind of go into the next few years. But very clearly, the testing teams uh, are now owning the 
responsibility of data creation, managing and provisioning as well, uh, as, well as data environment, uh, both the topics that they are trying to own that uh, thing now. I think I think that's that that will help us mature more over a period of years. Uh, it's but it's an interesting trend to watch out for for the next few years, Satish. All right, very good. So. <clears throat> Uh, moving on to the last topic, uh, which is uh, what is the role of artificial intelligence in QA? Yes, uh, so this year we, we we put a lot of focus on, on, on in the survey on AI and how AI is impacting QA testing. And what is really clear from the results of the survey, but what we also see in the market, of course, is is is, is uh, that AI is really going to be the massive disruptor and changer for QA testing in the coming let's say, three to five years. Uh, that, is really go- that is really going to happen. Um, and it is not only uh, uh, on applying AI in the QA testing space, but it's also, of course, handling the question how AI itself, the AI features or the AI uh, technologies must be validated and tested themselves. So these two areas uh, will really drive a change in, in, in testing. And when we asked organizations if they are applying AI technologies or techniques today in the... Uh, uh, in the QA and testing process, um, there's really a high score. Uh, today, already 45% of the enterprises uh, are experimenting uh, how to make their testing and their, especially the choices of test automation uh, and the execution of test automation much smarter with intelligent solutions. Um, and today, it is really about using smart analytics in the first place uh, uh, that is going to help. But emerging trends like machine learning and robotic process automation uh, will help us in the end really to achieve, yeah, you might say, the ideal and the utopia that we that we are aiming for, and that is a self-running, a self-adaptive uh, test system. So that is really coming coming our way. Um, Ajay, maybe you have some additional views and comments to, to add to this. Sure, Mark. I think I think you touched upon how to use AI into the testing world. There's another area that I think is is going to be an interesting one for from a testing professional perspective is how do I test those uh, AI system implementations. For example, the the organization are using chatbots. They are using AI, machine learning, and NLP into their their applications and products. So I think besides using AI for optimization of test suits and intelligent automation and using predictive models, I think testing implementation of those um, AI uh, tools into the products is going to be a key thing for us. Uh, I, I don't think there is a very clear cut strategy defined at this point in time um, as as the ai adoption is really happening people are exploring how to test those ai systems uh, but i think that's that's going to be the key thing a uh, similar thing with rpa people are creating bots how to test those bots which has got cognitive capabilities uh, i think that's going to be another interesting area for us to kind of look after for in in next uh, few years yeah thank you thank you ajay mark uh, very very important area you know i think this uh, you know ai could Know, significantly transform the way you know testing is done and how testing is done so you know highly encourage uh, you know all of you to explore this further you know get more curious around this topic uh, and uh, you know watch out the space very very closely so with that i think it's uh, it's time to conclude uh, uh, mark you know do you, do you want to summarize uh, the key findings you know we spoke quite a bit you know it was a very intense discussion uh, would you want to summarize it for the audience uh, please yeah, I think in 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 summary, yeah, there are uh, four key findings that we that we have and that we that we want to share with you. Uh, in the first place, in the fact that um, the focus of QA and testing is really changing towards end user satisfaction, customer satisfaction, and end user value, which is today really the top objective uh, uh, of QA and testing, and that's for the first time. Um, the second point is that we see 
the, conver uh, the convergence and the use of AI, machine learning, analytics that, that really will transform QA and testing and redefine uh, how we do uh, testing, how we do test automation, uh, how we make testing really smarter and in that way uh, address the challenge of meeting the need for speed uh, in this complex world. So that is, uh, that is the second topic. I think the third key finding is, is again that um, yeah, the, the test data and test environment area is still the Achilles heel uh, uh, and needs to have a lot of focus in organizations uh, in order to able to uh, successfully run testing, successfully automate testing, but also successfully leverage uh, the intelligence in the in that process. Um, and last but not least uh, is really the, uh, the, the, the the skills changes that are happening in the world. Huh? The traditional tester of the past uh, uh, really is changing, uh, becoming a much more technical and technical enabled engineer too. So it's, it's, when you talk about uh, software development engineer for test, uh, so there are there are shared skills there. But we also see additional skills popping popping up, and not surprisingly, with AI. The AI test engineer, um, QA, uh, AI strategist, strategist is, is, is a role that we see coming up, and also data scientists will play a bigger role in that. Very good recap, Mark. Uh, right, so with that, uh, uh, you know, thank you all for listening. Uh, you know, again, uh, as a reminder, uh, our launch of uh, this year's report uh, is coming in a few days. Uh, you know, we'll be launching this on September 17th. Um, I would highly encourage all of you to download the report from capgemini.com or worldreport.com and uh, do follow us on Twitter, you know, hashtag WQR and, uh, you know, from a LinkedIn standpoint, you know, my profile uh, is Satish Natarajan and uh, Mark is Mark Bunan and Ajay, as you mentioned, it's Ajay Walgude. Uh, do follow us. Uh, you know, again, thank you very much. Uh, talk to you soon.